there, and welcome to Rusted Junk, the 80s movie podcast. Do you dream about gremlins? How hard can you actually die? Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? If those mean something to you, then you're in the right place. This season, we're all about a dip into the 90s. So over to Charlie, Amanda, Joe and Dom for the film. Um, welcome back. If you've just listened to the main podcast and we dropped all these hints about we're doing this separate trivia, then welcome. In fact, welcome if you just come for the trivia bits. And that's all you watch in the previous one that we did, Pulp Fiction Trivia. That was quite popular. So, yeah, um, welcome. Uh, we, if you're just watching the trivia bit with the Rusted Junk podcast, um, and we, this is Dom, Joe, and, uh, and yeah, we had a really good discussion about um basic instinct but now we've got the trivia to go with it so uh i'm gonna flip a coin uh dom you want to go first with, the, with a tri- piece of trivia okay well go. <clears throat> my uh one and only contribution to this discussion will be that um <clears throat> sharon stone came to regret the legacy of this film despite the fact that it launched her career um and she obviously broke into mainstream hollywood leading lady status after this but she had a, a challenging personal life, couldn't have uh, children naturally and adopted uh, adopted her son and uh, had a challenging custody battle with her ex-husband. Uh, and in interviews in her memoir, she shared how this film was used as evidence against her, that she basically starred as an adult movie actress and her, it was her husband who uh, got custody of, of the son. And so she came to quite bitterly resent um, the impact that this film had had on her career and her personal life and and also um sorry if this is trading on somebody else's trivia as well disputed how clear it was um from the director that she would actually be required to to display full frontal nudity and that infamous leg crossing scene which is uh, was, was cited throughout the court battle so yeah big um big big moment in her life this film uh both positively and negatively mm. oh that's sad man i didn't know that i didn't i didn't read that um it might be a good idea to tell you which bits of the, um, which we said in the main podcast, uh, the European version, 42 seconds, uh, 42 seconds more. Um, so did it, there's three, sp- three specific scenes where they made those cuts. Do you want to have a guess? Uh, some sex scenes. Well, the first one is, uh, the Americans didn't get to see Johnny go, being being ice picked through the nose and having the eye pop out. Oh, uh, they, they didn't see that bit because it was cut. They just saw they just saw it go in, you know, and just saw the repeated things, but didn't see the close up on the face. We, uh, didn't, we didn't we didn't miss much. <laughs> oh, I think you did. I think it's pretty visceral. I, I, it's pretty... I didn't think it looked very real. Well, it looked as real as. Because it looked like the same person, Rob Bottin, that did the effects on um, uh, Total Recall, where Arnie's out at the end and his eye, eyes are bulging. Yeah, yeah. So it looked a bit like that, really. It did. Um, the scene where, did well, where we, I think we all agreed that it was a, where he was raping Beth. Um, in, as soon as she, basically her panties were torn and she was over the couch, the Americans never saw the sex scene, never saw Michael Douglas orgasming, and they didn't see any of that. It just cut to the scene afterwards where they're both together. Can you not say the word panties? Oh, okay. All right. 
I was reading what was in what was. Oh written. God, that's a pet hate of mine. Okay, knickers. Knickers. Pants. Knickers. Yeah. See? They're not panties. See, poor oh, old Joe. Poor old Joe like, prefers the first rather than the second. Yeah, I mean, you guys say knickers. It's kind of funny. It, uh, to me, knickers sounds like Snickers. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you know what Snickers is? Yeah. Marathon. Marathons, yeah. It's our marathon bar. Oh, yeah. It's a candy bar. Knickers. <laughs> uh, and the final scene is where after the nightclub where they have sex, it's just longer. Uh, and you see him going down on a. We didn't see, they didn't see that in America. That, that is a, that is quite an explicit piece, though. And and in this era, era of intimacy coordinators, would would that <laughs> scene be made? Because I'm not sure it would. It was. There's a lot of it, scenes that won't be made. That that were made in the in the wonderful 80s and 90s. Um, not not the second one, obviously. I'm not saying you know the see what happened to Beth, but yeah, leave it in. Um, another well, they, I guess we were afraid some nuns might have accidentally walked in the theater. Pregnant nuns. Yeah. Um, the Basic Instinct 2 uh, hyphen risk addiction. That's what it's called. Really? It's like you know speed, that a hyphen. Yeah. It's like speed 2 cruise control. Dear, dear me. Basic Instinct 2 Risk Addiction. We talked about the plot. It makes no sense. However, it's number 16 on the biggest box office bombs of all time. It, it had a $70 million budget. That was double. Well, it's 49 for Basic Instinct, but yeah. I thought it was 35. Considerable. 49 for Basic Instinct. It made $3.2 million in its first weekend. Mm-hmm. This is not this is not looking good. Falling seventy percent in its second weekend. Oops. It was basically making seven hundred dollars per theater for the weekend. That's how people weren't going to see it. Seventeen years transpired between the two. Oh, movies? Uh, 20, 24. 24 years? Uh no, wait a minute, not twenty-four. Uh because of two thousand six. Um twelve. 12 years. <laughs> okay. People don't tune into our podcast for the mental mathematics that they do. <laughs> I was going to say, was she in a nursing home? <laughs> that, that, that grinding noise you can hear, listeners. <laughs> That's why it was risky. Yeah, well, very. Um, I, I'm just thinking, day, actually, it's a good job. Wait a minute, what, what, let me finish this that, bit. Let me did... finish this bit. 17 days later, they stopped tracking because they stopped looking at the figures. US gross was $6 million in total. Worldwide, it made $32.7 million, leading to a grand total of $38.6 million. And you know that that 70 doesn't include the marketing and the other costs that are on top of that. Shocking. Sorry, Dom, what were you saying? It was a bit of an inappropriate joke, I won't, uh, won't go there. But... Oh, we like those. That's fine. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. Time's passed. Um <laughs> I think the problem was again they they waited too long for a sequel, and it's also uh, she didn't have many hits after that movie other than Casino, and I think that part of it was she might have had a reputation of not being easy to work with because or she made bad decisions. I don't know, but it, it's definitely who the hell cared about a sequel to Basic Instinct? How old was she in the first movie? Would you say? 
Uh, I know how old she was. She was 34. As an actress. She was 34. 34. And in 12 years, let's do the math. (laughs) We're bad at math. Uh, So she's uh, 46, 46. right? Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see what? She looks great in Basic Instinct 2. That's about the only thing. Well, even so, you know, it's it's just that the time has passed. You do realize Amanda's, Amanda's on the podcast. You know, just, just I do. But I'm just time has passed after 46 years. <laughs> I didn't say someone's time was passed after 46 years of age. I'm saying the time for a sequel had passed. Uh, that sounds like a. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, you, you could say whatever you want, but I'm just saying that regardless, <laughs> you know, who it was that was 46 gap of 12 years old. Years, yes, I agree with the gap of 12 That's years. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> I like see where you're coming from, Joe. Nicely uh, mm. articulated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe's going to mention being no, I'm kidding. I'm you kidding. You cut out that one. Um, well, you, well, you don't look 46, Amanda. I'm not. I'm 50. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Right, I'm going to change the subject on behalf of Joe. <laughs> Fine. Speaking of that, actresses um, that were in the role, uh, that were up for the role, or who, sorry, who were asked and declined. One of them said yes, by the way. Uh, and Sharon Stone? Oh, no. He was 13. No, Sharon Stone is was asked when this, because she tested better. So oh, Sharon Stone was number 13. Oh, was she? Okay. Mm. Well, is it written in her memoirs? Oh, right. Do we want to guess any any of the people that were asked? Well, I I know one, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep, Michelle Pfeiffer. Interestingly, she declined because she said, uh, the reason I declined it says my father was still alive and I'm kind of prudish. And and honestly, I'm not that uninhibited about my body. I'm quite modest. So she went, no, I'm not going to do it. She was the one that that came up with with that. The only quote that I've got. Um, I'm, I'm glad her dad was able to see Scarface. <laughs> Probably very proud of his daughter. Got uh, Meg Ryan. Would it, would would she have worked or not? Meg oh Ryan. God, no. Definitely no. not. Mumsy Meg Ryan. No way. Uh, however, hopefully, I think you're going to might see some on the list. Uh, Ellen Barkin. Who she? Uh, yeah, she was kind of like a Sharon Stone wannabe. Kind of was, say. yeah. It would work. She's, she's hot um, to see her love and stuff like that. It wouldn't have, no, no. I wouldn't have gone and seen the Not, movie if it was in it. Uh, I think she might have worked. Demi Moore. He, yeah, she might have done. Yeah, maybe. She's in other stuff as well, though, wasn't she? I was going to say, even if Ellen Barkin crossed her legs twice, I still wouldn't go see it. Wow. She's quite fit. Anyway, all right. Uh, Kim Basinger. No, no. Too dumb. There's, no, there's no way she would have lowered herself to this film. <laughs> however, we're pronouncing it yeah. after nine and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think you'd have to be mad to be an established Hollywood actress and take this role. It's no surprise that it went to her. Sorry, she can't act. Yeah, so, although she won an Oscar, she can't act though. Won an Oscar. Well, so what? actually, she can't act. here's because um, I've heard that like basically reinvented, reinterpreted as a film noir, you know, nineties film noir, but. The, the better version of that is LA Confidential. Um, I think that's a you know, miles better film. And Kim Basinger, Basinger is good in that, I would suggest. They have a, you know, it's a better cast, too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 listeners is a quality uh, film from that era. If you want to, if you want to watch a film noir classic, um, Gina Davis. No, no. Too square a jaw. Uh, Too Kathleen, tall. Kathleen Turner. She was uh, hot, wasn't she? And uh, she was. Oh, well, she probably oh, did. You know what it is? But she's because of romancing. Yeah. No, no. No, 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 no. No, but she's done like hot and steamy stuff too. Yeah. Uh, what yes. was that movie that she was in? Uh, it was a it was body a body double. double? Body double. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, but it kind of been you know was that before or after? I forget. Uh, before. Yeah, if it was before, yeah, I couldn't see her doing this one. Is this but, the actress that plays Chandler's dad in Friends? Kathleen Turner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but she's she's deliberately made to look, you know, that way. Um, not friends' best moment. Um, Kathleen Turner starred with him in War of the Roses. Great film, and she's quite hot in that. Not Sharon Stone level though. She was, I mean, again, she was like probably in the top five hottest women back in the day when she was popular. Uh, the last one, Joe, you're going to have to help me out with because I don't really have much experience of, of what she was in. The actress that said, yes, I will do it is Mariel Hemingway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, she was related to Ernest Hemingway. Right, okay. Uh, she was in the movie, I think it was Personal Best, where it was like, I think about the Olympics or something like that. Okay. She was in the Woody Allen movie Manhattan where she played his like, 16 year old oh, yes. girlfriend yeah 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 <laughs> she was in superman 4 which she was horrible in um <laughs> but she was you know she's very attractive but again she i know you 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 not only have to have the looks and an incredible body but you have to have the the chops too and i think that you know she uh sharon stone uh, sharon stone showed a lot of confidence in that role that i think a lot of actresses would have been prudish towards or they they couldn't deliver the way she delivered there is one actress who I'm amazed isn't in that list of people they considered. Surely this is the perfect vehicle for Madonna when she was going through that stage of trying to break into Hollywood all the time and cross over mm. into being an actress. This would have been perfect for her. Dirty, erotic, you know, getting a body out. Um, uh, she would have had the confidence and the chops. I know she's not a great actress, but arguably for this sort of film, she would have been really good. Body uh, of evidence. I was just going to ch- say body of evidence exists. So, yeah, she's already done... Uh, her basic instinct was it before or after body of evidence yeah it was the year after she, she obviously might have got miffed that or she didn't even get approached or something and made her own version of body of evidence with willem dafoe it is bloody awful <laughs> it's it's there's nothing to recommend it at all so it's a poor there's any film she's made that's particularly good is there dick tracy what you think that was good i thought dick tracy's a great film yeah Oh, it sucked. Um, no, I think that the thing is when Madonna was popular with her music and when she posed for Playboy and all that stuff, she could do no wrong. And like she did that desperately seeking Susan, I think was her first movie. But then after that, they started giving her movies, Evita and all that crap. And, you know, oh, Evita was all right. It's okay. In that. But again, she, you know, I, I'm just saying she's not much of an actress. Think of die another day. I'll just say. Oh, DNA. Yeah. We don't mm. mention that, Joe. Take it out of my James Bond archive. 
remember watching that with Dom in the cinema on the uh, the away day. Oh, we came out of that going, oh, we could have been in the pub for another couple of hours instead of watching that dross. Um, but still, Amanda, over to you. You got some more? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Okay, so in an interview with Playboy, uh, she revealed that she didn't feel comfortable around Michael Douglas and the feeling was probably mutual, but it worked for the movie. She said, I think that kind of discomfort lends itself to this kind of movie. Tension is good. I basically didn't get to know Michael. There was something about the mystery of not knowing each other that lent itself to this situation. It's odd because now I have this very intimate bond with a stranger. Despite that, Stone described working with him as primal and it was all about watching him, observing his movements and provoking him. So she said if one were to believe in karma, um, she'd say there's uh, some karmic cycle, uh, karmic circle yet unfulfilled between the two of them um, and that their energy together was strong. It still isn't un- it still isn't comfortable for me, but I think it works very well for our work together. So, so yeah, there was a tension between them anyway, or so it was um, written in this interview. See, I could, I could see them to- realistically. I could see them together in real life, not just a part of the film, because it always astounded me that Catherine, that Michael Douglas, went with Catherine Zeta Jones. I, I, I mean, I know they must have met at a party. They must have just got like a house on fire. It must have just clicked or whatever. But, uh, you know, if you'd enlisted 50 women that Michael Douglas would end up with, I'd put Sharon Stone somewhere near the top, perhaps. Catherine Z. Jones wouldn't be even on my thought list. Oh, my God. No, to- she was definitely absolutely stunning when she was younger. I mean, she still is. Yeah, she, very she's attractive. Woman. Yeah. She was the na- she was the nation's sweetheart, Charles, for, for the UK. She yeah, was, well, so um, was Cheryl Cole. It doesn't always work, does it? You know, but I understand what, nation's sweetheart. what Charlie's saying is that it, you just don't see them having anything mm. in common, you know. Yeah, um, she talks about the Welsh she, Valleys. She, and, she yeah. pursued him, though, didn't she? I don't she? know. Yeah, I think I she think- did. I don't know. I kind of picture Michael Douglas again. He, he's much older than her, right? He is, yeah. You know, he, he's, 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 Holly, he's Hollywood royalty. He's a multimillionaire, yeah. you know, Oscar-winning part part of a dynasty of, of actors, and she's you know a stunningly attractive Welsh <laughs> aspiring. So, so Catherine, what what into what what attracted you to the multimillionaire um, uh, Michael Douglas? It, yeah. He um he got throat cancer, didn't he, and blamed it on performing oral sex on her. <laughs> But I think I heard that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear that. But that must have landed yeah. well when what? those headlines came out. Yeah, <laughs> sipping her orange juice and eating her cornflakes. Not, not uh, the vast like amount of smoking that he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. get it. Then, you know, yeah. she, she, I guess she wasn't very clean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're not. But to be I'm clear, sorry we're not for insulting. Well, I thought you were. I've only just heard it. I'm just, I'm just reaction. It's a reaction video. <laughs> okay. Um, but if he was mad at her, I mean, isn't that what he'd be mad at her for? I think it was a a, a glib comment, wasn't it? He he didn't mean it. Well, no, but I think he thought it was worth it, possibly. 
I mean, I mean, you know, he may have thought she was sleeping around or she slept around like, you know, in her younger age. That's what, what? That's how he got. No, I mean, that's what, what I'm, I, that's what I'm assuming because. Why, why was it have to be her? Because he. he I bet he's he, licked loads of bunnies. He was a sex addict. Hit the brakes here. Well, he was. Yeah, that's true. But, but Dom is the one that said he was pissed at her because yeah, yeah. he kind of blamed her. Well, I don't know if he's pissed her, but that's what he declared was that he'd caught, he thought he'd caught throat cancer from going down on his wife, um, Catherine Zeta Jones. But whether he blamed her or whether it's because she'd been sleeping around. Gratuitous no. uh, use of the word fannies there as well. I just think I can't let that go. And, we're allowed to, we're allowed, fannies is fine. Fannies <laughs> means a different thing in America. Yeah. They won't you get have it. Fanny packs. We have an actress back in the 70s. Her name was Fanny Flagg. We had a we had a cook in the in England called Fanny Adams. Fanny Craddock. Oh, oh there was that a Fanny movie? Adams as well though. Oh. No, Fanny that... Craddock was the cook. Yes, but there was a Fanny Adams. Oh, anyway, which which is a British statement when you go, how much should you get, sweet sweet Fanny Adams? Yeah, basically meant sweet. Sweet. Definitely. Wasn't there like a, like a Merchant Ivory movie called Fanny and Alexander? Yes, there was. Did you guys giggle when you heard that title? Never heard of it. A lot of um, these old fashioned names have got resurrected recently. So, like, my kids have got friends at school called things like Ethel and Maud. But oddly enough, Fanny hasn't really made a reappearance. Has it? it's, uh, it's, Those uh, are curse words. <laughs> Ethel and Maud. Yeah, yeah. Maud. Like Mabel, yeah. Ethel, Maud. Yeah. Or well, Mabel, kind of yeah, but. Agnes, what yeah, do those mean? Like our grandparents' generation, they've the names have resurfaced, but yeah, funny. Is there, is is there an Enid there? Quite possibly, yeah. I mean, I do live in Hebden Bridge. It's Beryl? Quite Amy, but... Beryl. Amy had oh, a friend called Beryl. Is it, was it Beryl? No, we used to say she'd got Beryl hair. Oh, Beryl, she got Beryl hair. hair thing, didn't she, when her hair was growing? Oh, no, a friend was Doris. Doris. Oh, it, I had yeah, a... Doris, yeah, at school, yeah. <laughs> I had a guy I worked with. His name was Richard Wiener. Oh no! So you know, so his nickname was Dick. And a Dick Wiener. It's just not going to happen, is it? Anyway, so, this, is where, this is where this is yeah. This is where Amanda's surname should be Hug and Kiss. <laughs> uh, courtesy of the Simpsons. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so. One of the main points of disagreement between Paul Verhoeven and Joe Estahas concerned Verhoeven's wish to include a lesbian love scene between <clears throat> Catherine Trammell and her lover Roxy. Is that he considered a movie that only mentioned bisexual love without showing it to be overly Puritan? Estahas considered such a scene to be pure sensationalism and wanted to have nothing to do with it. Verhoeven made some attempts himself, even considering having Nick Curran secretly watch while the two women were having sex. However, he found that the scene ruined the movie's pace, so he abandoned the idea and publicly apologised to Westerhaz. The only remnant of the scene in the movie is when Catherine and Roxy passionately kiss after Nick angrily leaves Catherine's apartment. Right, okay. So was it ever shot? Was it ever filmed? But it was never uh, included. Well, uh, wait for the basic instincts. Thirtieth. Well, no, it's thirtieth. I don't want to see them refilm that. <laughs> that that won't come out. I see that scene. Right. Okay, I've got. I've got no more. Have you got another? Have you got any? Oh, actually, I, I do have one. 
Okay. Um, so Michael last, Douglas last had it in his, Michael Douglas had it in his contract that we couldn't see his wiener. We did see it though. You didn't. You did. Saw Johnny's. No, you saw him because you saw a profile of it. No, you <laughs> saw his ass. No, you saw a profile of it. Well, I wasn't looking. You know, I was. but uh, you were okay. Yes. Um, oh, right. She likes Michael Douglas all of a sudden. Oh, okay. No, well, that's a, apparently I'm that was looking, a contract. Babe, I'm just looking. I'll look at anything. I don't, again, I don't understand what the big deal is. I understand, like, if you didn't want to show yours, that's fine, but you could use a body double to show it. I mean, because if she's showing everything, I don't see why he can't show a little, you know? I mean, yeah. or the body double. Like, look at uh, Boogie Nights. Did you ever see that one? Yeah. <laughs> Dirk Diggler. Yeah. That's real, though, isn't it? No, that was a prosthetic. <laughs> Did I ruin? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, just ruined things for it. you. Sorry. Oh, Mark Wahlberg, a massive uh, tickler. Anyway, um, right, last one then. Sharon Stone has claimed in several interviews over the years that Paul Verhoeven asked asked her to remove her underwear for the leg crossing scene, as he said they were too bright and reflected at the camera. So apparently Sharon Stone agreed to do so under the assumption that her genitals wouldn't be shown. Uh, it was only at an early preview that Stone discovered Verhoeven chose to use this specific shot where it did actually display everything. Stone was mainly cross with Verhoeven for not discussing the matter with her beforehand, but we decided to let the scene go without changes as she felt this conformed with her movie character. However, over the years... Verhoeven has repeatedly shared his version of the conflict, which is that he discussed the leg crossing shot with Stone, with Sharon beforehand over dinner, as it was important for showing Catherine Tramiel's free-spirited nature and her constant drive to toy with people. Sharon was reportedly excited about the idea and shot the scene. However, during the early preview, her agents supposedly disapproved of the scene, fearing it would harm her future career. According to Verhoeven, Stone... Sharon Stone then radically changed her mind and demanded that he remove the shot, which he ultimately refused. So Sharon once again claimed she knew nothing about the scene in her memoir released in March 2021. When asked about it soon after, Verhoeven again defended himself, saying that Sharon was even invited to a preview screening and saw that her crotch was indeed visible. Sharon said she did see the preview but was shocked by her crotch being seen and even slapped Verhoeven because of it. He added, she knew exactly what we were doing. I told her over dinner that it was based on a story of a woman whom I knew when I was a student, random, who did the crossing of her legs without ugh, the word panties regularly at parties. When my friend told her we could see her vagina, actually that's anatomically incorrect because it's her labia uh she said of course that's why i do it then sharon and i decided to do a similar sequence so verhoven has also repeatedly asserted that despite the controversy he and sharon remain on good terms and there is no bad blood between them they just remember things differently so there was a bit of uh, controversy over it then she's a liar yeah, yeah i don't yeah. believe yeah, that yeah sounds, absolutely uh, invited her for dinner said to the preview she even went to the preview and didn't say anything and then let it happen and then suddenly she has a problem with it and her agent has a problem with it at the time and goes this will really hurt your career when in fact 
unfortunately, it was the making of her career. Ah, but then she lost her the custody of a child over it. Well, you can go back and retrospectively, as Don pointed out, you know, retrospectively, you know, I mean, have, the, have regrets about it, but you can't go yeah. back and go, ah, no, I never said that. You can say whether or not it's a good choice, can't you? But it sounds, uh, we weren't there, were we? But it sounds like it's a choice she made and uh, there were both positive and negative consequences to that. Mm. When you say that she lost her child, I know you'd mentioned that before. Was this in her memoirs? Um, I'm sure she, I'm sure it must be referenced in her memoirs as well. But uh, yeah, the um, court date is obviously matter of public record and things, isn't well, it? I understand that, but I don't think that that was the deciding factor for her to lose custody of the child. You know, no, I don't think it was like definitively all hinged on that. I think that was kind of you know the the, the way the husband, perhaps rightly or wrongly, again we weren't inside that marriage. Traders and unfit mother. I mean, I think it would be unusual for the man to be given custody of the child ahead of the mother. Certainly, in this country, it is. But uh, uh, you know, she has three adopted children anyway. So. Yeah, I, I just I find it hard to believe. Number one, if they did present that in court, that the jury wouldn't say, "Well, it was a movie," you know. First of all, mm. I mean, and she was acting. It's not like she does this every day. <laughs> you know, that's why. Again, I think it's just more bullshit that she's concocting. You know, to just make. At like, look at me, the victim, poor me. I didn't realize that they filmed that scene of me with my legs spread and all that. Because again, if if he said it's like, oh, your panties are too bright, it's like ruining the scene. Get her a darker shade of panties. You know, it's not like uh, you know what would be a good idea. Just take off your panties. I'm sure it was like, there's no panties in this shot. That's what it probably was when they shot it. But she had to like basically protect her image. Try to make her look look like the victim and that he's the villain. You know, I don't buy it. You know, it's sorry. That's like the way that you the way that you read it, it doesn't sound as if yeah. I was there. <laughs> there we go. And on that note, we've wrapped up on Trivia. Or let us know if you like this. Uh hopefully if you watched it, leave a comment. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Holy friends. Yeah. Nominate films because one one lucky uh, listener is going to get their film done uh, after train spotting. So, oh, we'll have a discussion about that. Thank you. Um, anyway, right, cool. Uh, to the next one. So, train spotting in a couple of weeks' time. See you then. Cheerio. See ya. Bye bye. Toodle pip.